Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Balakanda season of the Ramayana podcast. Episode 5, Balakanda. In the last episode, we saw how King Sagara, while performing Ashwamedha Yaga, lost his 60,000 sons. How he banished his son Asamanjasa because of his cruel deeds. And then we also saw how Anshuman and his son Dilipa died grieving as they could not bring Ganga onto Pataloka. King Bhagiratha, after several years of tapas and austerities, prayed to Lord Shiva and asking him to lock the wild and powerful Ganga in his dreadlocks and release her to Pataloka so that his ancestors could attain moksha. Finally, we also saw Prince Rama and Lakshmana along with Sage Vishwamitra arrive at King Janaka's palace to take a look at the mysterious bow. The day for Sita Swayamvara has finally arrived. All the required arrangements were made The whole event took place in the palace of King Janaka. Many princes from nearby kingdoms arrived at Janakpur to win the hand of Princess Sita. Some of them were young, some of them were good-looking, while some others were sturdy-looking and muscular. King Janaka was seated on a high throne decorated with gold and precious jewels obtained from eclectic locations. His ministers were seated in rows in the hall, side by side, facing each other. Princes from faraway lands were seated in the hall too. King Janaka ordered his men to bring the bow. The bow was kept in a sacred iron box. It was so huge that an eight-wheeled cart was used for dragging it into the hall. It was like a small temple chariot being dragged during a festival. The courtiers, one by one, revealed the mighty bow. The Sabha was awestruck by the luminosity it exuded. The king said, This is the mighty Rudra's bow which was given to me by Lord Varuna. I will give my beloved daughter's hand to that prince who lifts, bends and strings it. Firstly, a young looking prince seated close to the king got up to try his luck to lift the bow. Bowing to everyone in the hall, he proceeded near the bow. He put his two hands under the bow and started lifting it. Nothing. There was print-off silence in the hall. He tried again, but could not even move an inch. He went back to his seat. Another prince, sturdy-looking, stood up. He said, Ha! How very unfortunate! Your feeble body is no match to my strength! <laughs> Flexing his powerful muscles, he then started near the far end of the bow and tried it lifting it. Sabha roared in laughter. Ridiculed, he hid his face and stormed out of the hall.
King Janaka then called on Prince Rama of Ayodhya. Seeking blessings from sage Vishwamitra, Rama then proceeded near the iron box where the bow was placed. There was pin drop silence. With all eyes on the prince and wishful expectation, he lifted the mighty bow easily as if it were a garland of flowers. Flabbergasted, everyone in the hall was seeing the spectacle with their mouths wide open. Rama then placed one end of the bow against his toe. He bent and strung it and lifted and drew the string back with such irresistible force that the mighty bow snapped into two halves with a sound like thunder and then silence filled the room again rama then knew he won the princess's hand in marriage king janaka jumped out of his throne and said my beloved daughter shall be wedded to this prince king janaka calls for the messengers and a scribe write this my dear friend dasharatha it gives me immense pleasure to share my joy with you your son rama contested for my beloved daughter's hand and in the presence of the august assembly and sage vishwamitra broke the sacred bow of lord rudra desiring to see his daughter wedded to his beloved son i king janaka of mithila invite you to a grand nuptial event and grace the occasion and shower your blessings to the newlyweds As the king dictated the scribe quickly finished the note sealed it with ink and handed it over to the messengers the messengers upon receiving the seal bowed before the king and set their journey to the kingdom of ayodhya meanwhile in the kingdom of ayodhya king dasharatha who was in the palace hall with his ministers upon receiving the seal was overjoyed and jumped out of his throne He read the letter to the sabha as if they asked what the excitement is all about. The sages present blessed the king. One of the ministers said, "Protected by sage Vishwamitra, Prince Rama and Prince Lakshmana are in Janakpur. We must immediately set our course to kingdom of Mithila." King Dasharatha, still unbelievable, said, "Treat these messengers with great food and precious jewels, as they bring news so close to my heart." Next day King Dasharatha ordered his men fill these boxes with gold jewels and precious stones for my dear friend and my daughter-in-law let the decorated chariots and army of soldiers march in legions at the front our sages vasistha vamadeva javali kashyapa bhrigu markandeya and other learned and and other holy men will oversee the grand proceedings and formalities required for marriage see to that they are made comfortable and finally make ready for the royal chariot let there be no delay king janaka's messengers are eager to return and so the procession started from ayodhya to mithila on reaching the capital king dasharatha and his entourage were received with great respect king janaka was filled with joy and embraced his friend with a warm smile Soon they exchanged gifts and spent the rest of the day discussing the event about to happen. Next day, rising early, King Dasharatha started with preliminary formalities to the god. Rama's brothers adorned themselves with ornaments. As the formalities were completed, sage Vishwamitra called upon King Janaka. "O king, King Dasharatha has completed the preliminary formalities 
and awaits your presence at the sacrificial platform. As he was called, the king marched towards the platform. Said Vashista ignited the sacred fire and started the ceremony. At an auspicious minute, the, in the presence of the sages, Dama and Sita were married. Everyone blessed the couple and showered them with flowers and sacred rice. The crowd went viral and started chanting, Sri Ram ki jai, Sita Maya ki jai. On this holy day, not only Prince Rama was married, so were his brothers. King Janaka received the princess and said, Prince Lakshmana, accept the hand of Urmila. Prince Bharata, accept the hand of Princess Mandavi. And finally, Prince Shatrugna, please accept Princess Shrutakirti. Please be faithful to your wives as they will be to you. God bless you, my children. There was a grand ceremony of events which followed thereafter. Singing, dancing and theatrics followed. The newlyweds withdrew and took rest in their respective chambers for the rest of the night. As the night set in, Sage Vishwamitra took leave and left for the Himalayas to meditate. Next day, King Dasharatha, after seeking permission to return to Ayodhya, set course with his four princes and their wives to Ayodhya. On behalf of his daughter, King Janaka gifted Dasharatha thousand cows, horses, elephants, besides several boxes of gold, jewels and precious stones. As the procession was on its way to Ayodhya, suddenly terrible sounds were heard. Terrified, several animals from the forest wandered onto the path. Several birds were screeching and trees were shaking vibrantly. All of a sudden, trees were uprooted and the earth beneath started trembling. Everyone was terrified. And then there was a dark figure standing in front of them all. People then understood the reason for all this calamity. Son of Sage Jamatagni, Parasurama was a powerful looking and exalted flame-like radiance. Because his father was killed by a Kshatriya, he took a vow to kill every Kshatriya and destroy their race. Since then, he annihilated many generations of Kshatriyas and struck terror in the hearts of Kshatriya race. After he gave his word to Indra, he handed over earth he had conquered to Kashyapa. Addressing himself to Rama, Parasurama said, Son of Dasharatha, I heard about your prowess in the palace of King Janaka. It is unbelievable that you struck the Shiva's bow and drew it till it broke. Here's my bow. If you can string it, I will do the honor of fighting with you. Originally, Vishwakarma created two similar bows and gave one to Lord Shiva and another to Lord Vishnu. Prince Rama broke the bow of Lord Vishnu. King Dasharatha, anxious by the turn of the events, asked Parasurama, You are a Brahmana. I have heard that you have satiated yourself with revenge, went to Tapas and on a promise to Indra swore not to kill again. Is it proper that you break my promise and fight with my dearest son? However, Parsurama was unmoved by the king's words and was eagerly waiting for an answer from Rama. 
Rama, after some thought, said firmly, You have been vengeful because you lost your father. I don't blame you for that, but you cannot put me down. Give your bow. I will break it just like I broke the other one. He took the bow and while he drew the string, he said with a smile, You know this is a mighty Vaishnava arrow. You cannot just load and string. It has to aim for something. On reaching the target, it will destroy it. You are my superior. Thus I don't think it would be wise to aim it at you. Please tell me where to string this mighty bow. Suddenly realizing Rama's invincible power and his identity, Parashurama recalled how Vishnu told him long ago that he would come back one day and take back the divine energy he has given to Parashurama. Parashurama said, O Rama, I realize you are none other than Lord Vishnu's incarnation and you are indeed the Lord of the Lords. I accept my defeat and request you to release the arrow upon my desire for heavenly pleasures and burn them all into the ashes. With all my material desires destroyed, I shall be fit to become your servant. As Rama strung the bow of Vishnu in the direction of Parasurama, he immediately disappeared. Everyone was overjoyed and were surprised to witness this miracle. Varuna, the lord of waters, appeared and Rama gave him the bow to keep it under his supervision on behalf of all the gods. Thus, Parasurama's avatar had to come to an end. He travelled back to Mahindra mountains and lived in meditative retirement. Parasurama is the only Vishnu avatar who never died. He is also the only avatar to coexist with other Vishnu avatars, Rama and Krishna, in some parts of Ramayana and Mahabharata respectively. King Dashratha regained his senses and ordered the procession to quickly reach the city gates. The city was in a festive mood as the princes and their wives set foot in the kingdom. Queens Kausalya, Kaikeyi and Sumitra received the princesses and they themselves in turn took blessings of their mothers-in-law. And for twelve years, Rama and Sita enjoyed their married life. This is the end of the Balakanda season. I hope you all liked it. In the next episode, we will see how the fates will turn as we listen to the episodes of Ayodhya Kanda. We will meet several new characters and we will see why Rama is sent into exile. Meanwhile, King Kaikeyi and Prince Bharata will play an important role in shaping the fate of Prince Rama and Ayodhya forever. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Ramayana. Quick note on the recreations. We can't exactly know what happened. However, the incidents recreated come close to the texts adopted for the Ramayana podcast. If you like this episode and want to listen to more of the Ramayana, consider subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast streaming app. The Ramayana is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. The script was written by Aditya and it was edited by Maheshwari.